0: We hope you have a most happy, wonderful, safe Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, winter solstice, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, we are celebrating uh, right along with you. And we hope that you have a fantastic one. You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple Snobs. Hey, this is Nika Monfort, AKA Tech Savvy Diva.
1: Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, AKA Brother Tech.
0: And you're listening and or watching the Snob West Show. The show for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. Welcome everybody to the last episode of the Snob West Show for 2021. Uh, we hope that you have enjoyed this year, uh, this past year with us as, as we brought you our thoughts and Uh, tips and uh, news uh, for this previous year. With that being said, we're going to do this show a little bit different. Uh, This uh, final episode of 2021, we are not going to do any of our traditional segments. We are going to do a best of worst of 2021. So with that being said, let's get started. All right, the first best of worst of 2021. Well, before you get
1: started, so this is of 2021, right? Not, yes, not, uh, so let me, let me break it down. Um, something that happened or something that was created in 2021, not something that you discovered in 2021. It had to have happened within January 1st to now or, you know, before the end of the year. All right. Just want to make sure I got the parameters correct.
0: Yes. All right. So again, let's kick it off. Best of worst of 2021. Going to start with our old faithful new Apple tech. What was your best of worst of? All
1: right. So mine was the even though um, what I wanted the most was a new uh, larger MacBook Pro. Um, I tried to break this one down into something that I use the most. Mm -hmm. And if I'm breaking it down on what I use the most, probably what I use the most is my iPhone, which is the iPhone 13 Pro Max. Um, Even though the like I said, the MacBook is something that I wanted and probably for the purposes of my work probably is the most beneficial. I still use my iPhone every single day, all day long. Uh, I am still beside myself as how much battery life it has. Like I said, I can go a full day and a half without putting it on the charge. So that's definitely beneficial. Uh, Of course, the camera is beneficial. And then every time I, so I've got a case on my phone. So every once in a while, you know, i take the case off and wipe it all down. And and it just feels like a brand new, uh, a brand new device. So like I said, the thing that I use the most that's a piece of Apple is the iPhone 13 pro max. So that was my pick.
0: Okay. And your worst,
1: the worst was the Apple watch seven simply because uh, I got pulled into the, and we've mentioned this before, I got pulled into the, you know, this is what we're expecting out of the Apple watch seven. And that's not what we got. Now, again, that was my fault. That was the rumor mill fault because Apple never really promised anything new. Um, Maybe Maybe if I were to stretch and say due to the supply chain issues, due to all the other things that happened, maybe the rumors were true. And Apple had every plan on launching a new design with a new shape or new colors or all these different things that the rumors were promising and they couldn't make good on those rumors. So they decided to work with plan B and go back to a similar looking watch, maybe one or two different colors and just a little bit more screen real estate, which I was actually in Target yesterday. um, And I happened to walk by a Apple watch seven, which is the first time actually seeing one in public. And I really Mm -hmm. sat there for like five minutes (laughs) and held my watch, which is the six up against the seven. And even with that, uh, I had to flick through the display model to flick through to find that screen face that takes mm-hmm. advantage of the the edge to edge display, quote unquote, in the seven. I still couldn't tell no difference. And it's like, you know what? Um, if it would have been more different, I probably would have picked up one. But the fact that it wasn't, I I held back my <laughs> my need to get it just because it's new and I'm kind mm-hmm. of glad I did. So my worst of Apple. Apple tech is the Apple watch seven no fault to Apple it just was not what I had built up in my head and as a result you know it didn't 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 get anywhere near my expectations
0: Yep. all right for my best of worst of my best of was the m1 pro 16 inch I've been talking about upgrading uh, my macbook pro but I wanted a larger screen um and I wanted the m1 chip so that was definitely a highlight for me. I was first in line to get one. I got it delivered on the on the very first day of deliveries that morning. So I was pretty much, you know, right in the queue. So that is definitely my um, best of. My worst of, piggybacking off of Brother Tech, is definitely the Apple Watch 7. I have a 5, I believe, and I was really looking forward to the 7 because it's long overdue time for me to upgrade Cause I know I think when the six came out, I was like, no, I don't think I think I'll wait. I think I'll skip it and wait for the seven. And again, what we all saw or the rumor mills of what was to come got us excited. And then it turned out to not be uh, you know, what we expected. So uh there was definitely a disappointment there. Uh-huh. So yeah, feelings a little bit hurt.
1: Yeah, that, so a so. tangent. Um I'm gonna stop ordering things from apple and having them Ooh. shipped to my house i'm probably going to order them pre-order them you know on the web as soon as i can however you get it mm. uh but as far as delivery i'm actually going to pick it up in the store because my fedex driver um i really don't get my apple products to like five six seven o'clock on that day and <laughs> maybe just a couple maybe a couple hours difference when i want it but i know from experience, if I pre-order it and I go wait in line first thing in the morning, you know, with the whole COVID thing, you got to have an appointment and all this other mm-hmm. things. You know, I get it pretty early versus having to wait the whole day. Which, again, to other people who are not techies, it's like, who cares? What's the day? Look, it cares. Yeah. It matters to me. It matters.
0: <laughs> I need it. You know, right. fairly early in the day.
1: Right. Um, so, because- uh, side note, I'm probably gonna uh, pick it up in store first thing in the morning and start waiting it to get shipped to my house yeah
0: all right uh next up is new apple feature best of, worst of right Um, uh so my
1: so my best of feature was uh hide my email again this goal i had really thought about these the hardest was um what do i use the most of and even though i talk a lot about some of the other features that you'll talk about in a minute uh, the one i use all the time is to hide my email because i'm signing up for new newsletters or if i'm signing up to get one piece of information or buy one product it's it, there's no way you can buy a product online nowadays and not enter your email address and what 90 percent of these websites or uh companies will say uh by putting your email you're agreeing to getting Blah blah blah, 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 blah. And there's really no, some websites will give you the option to uncheck, notify me about new products and services, which I've unchecked a lot of those and I still get the emails. <laughs> my best line of defense nowadays is to hide my email function to where I can enter a, a, a burner email address. And then once I get the product or good or service that I need, instead of me having to trust that unsubscribe works I can mm-hmm. just cancel that burner email address and then boom, I don't get any more emails at all. So that was my best feature, uh, new Apple feature. Uh, my worst Apple feature is the uh, add your driver's license to the Apple wallet because I still don't have that functionality. I, every week I search around to see if that has been added or enabled or if anybody else has it. And I can't tell if anybody has it yet. So again, that was one of the, hyped features for me that I was looking for in iOS 15 and we just ain't got it yet so that's my my worst feature because I can't use it.
0: All right my best of is the legacy contact. Um, I think I mentioned it when we talked about the when the new iOS dropped as a person whose next of contact would be my parents or my brother um, being able to give someone access, to my digital footprint on my my device is is really key because other than giving you know someone my passcode to my phone, there's really no way for them to be able to basically get my whole digital life from um, either my phone or my uh, you know my Apple ID. Um, so I thought that was really clutch. I mean, you know, of course COVID that kind of exacerbates it, but for me, it's always been one of those things where what's going to happen, you know, if I, you know, pass away unexpectedly, because you have all the papers, you know, deeds and, you know, wills and that type of thing. But the digital things to me are likely, I won't say more important because, you know, financial stuff is pretty important, but access to a lot of that is, you know, on my phone. So being able to have the option to just assign that to someone, and know that if something does happen to me, they'll be able to easily access my my data profile uh, assigned to my Apple ID. So that was my uh, favorite Apple feature of 2021. My worst, um, you're going to hear this again later, but um, the Apple Wallet vaccine card, when they first announced it, I thought that I would be able to take my vaccine card and put that in the Apple wallet. And that's just not the case. You have to have, um, uh, you have had to have gotten your vaccine with a company or hospital or pharmacy that gives you the link to your card or whatever in order to get it added to your wallet. It's right. not one of those things where you can just add your information and it validates it.
1: And even if you could, um what i've based on my research um the state of georgia specifically our governor was Florida. one of those states that said no we will not be doing any sort of vaccine passport, passport card officially by the government what you're seeing in some of these states that are able to get their native um vaccine card into apple wallet has been they've been in a state that allows "quote unquote" vaccine passport. It's not a passport, but they just uh, again. The, Someone
0: said passport, and then they just lost their crap.
1: Well, it goes along with the whole politicizing. Yeah. The the uh, politicizing COVID. You know, mm-hmm. it was it, it, most people who live in rural areas, most people who live in red states were against the vaccination. Uh, the same thing with the masks. So as a result, it makes sense that a lot of red states, which Georgia being one of them, um, our governor said no to this vaccine passport because that kind of uh, for whatever reason, the way they spun it was that limits you in the places that you can and can you can and can't go. Um, So we're not going to do it, which that is not the reason of a passport. It's just for you to actually have a digital copy on your phone. Uh, but they said no. So, again, we don't have it in Georgia, even if we didn't. Like, for instance, I thought I thought like you thought to where you had to have gotten it from a company that allows you to send you a link. Even if we did do that, the state would have they, they shut that down. So until we get a new governor, uh, hopefully, hopefully Hope in the, the next CPA, yeah, yeah, especially <laughs> in Georgia, hopefully that comes true, uh, then we can do that. But we got to wait a whole another year plus. for that to happen so i can see why that's your worst because even though uh even if we could get it we still couldn't get it
0: (laughs) yeah exactly next up best of worst of overall tech or innovation
1: uh so my best even though i don't use it even though i don't get it even though (laughs) i kind of poo-poo it uh the metaverse and not facebook's metaverse But the metaverse in the concept
0: of metaverse, right? The concept
1: of the metaverse, because even though I don't get it, I mean, reluctantly, that's going to be a, if not the future is going to be a main, a major aspect of the near future, simply because of all the different companies that have signed on all the different ways people have tried to use, whether it be NFTs whether it be actually buying real estate in the metaverse, you know, I think it it gives everybody um, almost like how you know we wanted um, mar- uh, legalizing marijuana to get everybody on the ground floor. Uh, states and companies have figured out how to mi- mi- minimize that to only a certain few people who can get access. I think the metaverse uh, is an attempt. To try to do the same thing to give everybody the same ground floor you know people don't want to be left behind the tech boom like of last of you know previous generations people don't want to get left behind of the stock market boom you know when the housing market crashed, you know a lot of people put a lot of money into real estate now it's worth all this money people who didn't get to take advantage of those things are looking at the metaverse like this is the thing that i'm going to be able to stake my claim and possibly set myself up and generations behind me so that's my overall best uh tech innovation my worst (laughs) is that stupid echo uh security drone thing that amazon uh previewed what was it early in the fall i think
0: oh the robot yeah
1: the, the the drone that if somebody comes into your house this drone thing comes off his perch and kind of flies around to get a picture view of whatever's going on in the house, which I just think they just said that. I didn't think they have any plan. I don't ever think we'll even see that thing the light of day. It's like a concept, not even a con- not even a a concept vehicle. It was like a a thought that somebody had, and they said, "We'll put it out here, and if people like it or they they respond positively, we'll think about manufacturing it. But if nobody ever says nothing." Pretend we didn't even say anything. That's the the <laughs> the idea that I got from them announcing this security drone. So that was mm-hmm. my worst tech innovation.
0: Um, my best tech innovation, I have to say, was the COVID vaccine, and I say that because it showed that if you put money behind people and research, you can get stuff done in a relatively short period of time. People are talking about, oh, I don't trust the vaccine, I don't trust the vaccine because it's too fast. Completely, we've been so conditioned that it takes a long time to do these type of things. It does not. It does not have to. If you have the money and the support to put behind research and development and technology, you can get Something like a COVID vaccine within a year. And what this is further doing is is leading to additional innovations when it comes to vaccines of other viruses. Um, They now have um, in the pipeline an HIV vaccine because there were a lot of similarities between the way COVID moved and the way that, um, you know, HIV moved, not in the transmission, but in the way that it is rapidly. Um, passed around or rapidly, you know, dispersed among people. And from what I read, a lot of the technology that uh, in these uh, vaccines, it's transferable, needs to be genetically modified, but it's a base for this type of vaccine to, um, to be created. And they're already, you know, knee deep into that as well. And I'm sure other vaccines as well. So the reason I chose it is, it's great, definitely, that we have it, especially in this pandemic that we're in, going into year three of. But at the same time, it's leading to innovation into other areas of well, as well that will help millions and millions of people across the world. So that was my best of. My worst of, um, so when I say it, it's going to seem like, oh, that's stupid. It's, it's, that should be a best of. But it's from the perspective of, um, the way it's dispersed. So I have digital vaccine cards and I say it's the worst of because it's so piecemeal. It's so hodgepodge. It's it's no standardized way of doing this. We're the United States for crying out loud. You can walk and chew gum at the same time. You're over here building warplanes for billions of dollars at the same time of doing you know, the vaccine. So When they came up with this whole handbook for the vaccine, they have a whole technology arm. Why weren't the technology folks dialed into this so that you could do something in lockstep to create a standard across the board that a governed state can't opt out of? of This is a federal mandate. This is the way we are federally distributing vaccine cards. You can have a paper copy and or you can have a digital copy as well. There is no reason. Absolutely no well, reason. Well, there to,
1: is because we politicized I mean, the but vaccine. I a valid reason. I think that's a valid
0: reason.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's why because we politicized the the we politicized COVID to start with. Yes. So nothing was going to be a nothing about the vaccination is a standard. If you think about the different types got yeah. Pfizer, you got Moderna, you got and Johnson, Johnson and Johnson and this one does this versus this one does that. And every how you roll it out, uh, the vaccination, how you roll it out, the states are different and all this. You know, so I think if we would have universally uh, accepted COVID for what it is and decided that we were going to eradicate it as a nation, I'm pretty sure a digital vaccine card would have been a standard now. What the way I thought you were going to say it was um, digital vaccine cards because you ain't ever got to use it. You know, again, I haven't flown since uh, COVID started, so I don't know what the process is going through airports. But I've been places to where they say uh, vaccination is required. And I've never checked. Nobody ever checked me for it. So I was going to say, I thought you were going to say digital vaccine cards was the worst because nobody even uses it. You know, I've got one. I figured out how to get one on my phone without, without Georgia, without all these other ways you can still do it, you know, but it's not the official kind, but even then nobody ever asked
0: for it. (laughs) It's the honor system. And they said it from jump. It's the honor system. And there is no honor. I mean, let's be honest. There's no honor here. There's Mm. no, it when you started calling this a China virus, that that showed you exactly where we were in this and that mm-hmm. there is no honor among it because, like you said, it was heavily, heavily politicized. So so yeah, that's why it was my my worst. Next up is best of worst of tech headline or story.
1: All right, so the best headline. Uh, was the Apple to add driver's license to Apple Wallet. Now I mentioned that as the worst feature because it never came out. But when they announced it, I was pretty hyped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was why I chose that as the best tech, tech headline. Uh, the worst tech headline is Facebook, and what I mean <laughs> by Facebook, I mean every single story coming out of Facebook from was the Facebook worst. From the to...
0: papers, from from
1: everything that they announced, you know, Meta changing their name to Meta, Meta yeah. from all the the private information being linked to all the 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 harm it's doing people who are on Facebook's property or Meta's properties, you know, all of it. It was just a dumpster fire for Facebook this year, with the exception of. They stock price. The stock price still continues to climb. So there are some opportunists out there who will all day long say Facebook is the worst. But they—that's where they, you ask them where their portfolio is. Yes. That may be a different yeah, story. meta stock. <laughs> right.
0: Um, so my best of—I had a hard time thinking of this, um, to be honest. And this is the last thing that popped in my mind: um, electric vehicles. So everywhere you turn, everywhere you look. It's all about the EVs, whether it's Tesla, whether it's GM, whether it's Ford, whether it's Toyota. Everybody has, um, you know, an electric vehicle um, coming either out in the pipeline to come out um, or is in the process of building the concept. And I said it was the best of because previously when you think about electric vehicles it's kind of like a out of like a super spacey type of far fetched, super future type of concept mm-hmm. and now it's one of those things where it's it's becoming quote unquote mainstream it's going to be easily accept, easily relatively acceptable for pretty much anybody before you had to be you know a certain people thought you had to be a certain type of status to have access and then you had to live in a certain area because everywhere didn't have charging stations. But now um electric vehicles are being widely talked about, being widely in production, and the charging stations to be able to charge a vehicle are also being um you know more widely available. So that was my best of my worst of is just a tip of space. <laughs> we had Bezos going, um, we had uh, Branson going and it's basically the commercialization of space going travel. into space uh-huh. and they aren't going into space. They are in the most outer part of space and the most outer part of Earth. So uh-huh. they're in that fine in between, basically like the dust. Uh-huh. <laughs> are they even the leaving space. our
1: atmosphere? I don't think they're leaving. They are. They are leaving. I
0: think I think think Bezos did. I don't think Branson did, but Bezos did for like a minute or something. So, like I said, just a tip, they scraped, you know, space, outer space. So that was my worst up because I think um, I've mentioned it before. I think there are much better things that Bezos can do um, to help his employees. Um, and those of us who are consumers of his product as well. Mm -hmm. So we're going to head into, um, some non-tech best of worst of, because as you know, we do have our for the culture segment where we talk about things we kind of like. So the first up, uh, best of worst of binge TV shows. We've been in the pandemic for a while now. A lot of shows have come out. What is your best of worst of?
1: Uh, so my best of was uh, Southside. Um, it started on Comedy Central and HB, HBO picked it up,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: I watched it a little bit. No, was it? I don't even think it was uh, Comedy Central. It was some some station that I probably didn't get on a regular. I uh, mm-hmm. watched one or two episodes, wasn't involved enough in it, didn't sit down and watch it. I was like, oh, this is okay. But when mm-hmm. HBO Max picked it up, I ended up binge watching season one and season two all in a row because it's just... It is a it's hard to explain, but it's South Side is based on Chicago. You know, I mean, for those who don't know, when you refer to South Side, most people think of Chicago. So that's where it's based out of. Uh, Not going to get too much into the characters or the details or anything. But the way I explain it is it is accurately ignorant (laughs) (laughs) in the sense that it is the type of show that. White people get to think of it like a Seinfeld or a um, uh, what's that other show that the creator from Seinfeld made? Um, all I don't know is uh, um, anyway, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, okay, so uh, think of Southside, uh, Arrested Development, hmm. those type of shows that they're just nonsensical, they're stupid. Is it's it's not realistic, but it's funny because it's just nonsensical. It's it's not something that you know. You think a lot of shows that Black people put on it's got to be serious, you know. It's got to be it's got to be perfect. If it's not perfect, people are going to poke holes in it, and it's not accurate, and it doesn't portray the blah 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 blah. blah, blah. And this is coming from Black people critiquing. Right. It, it, it's either the best or. The elitist hold. version of it, yeah. Right. It doesn't right. represent me. Uh, right. Southside is just a ignorant um portrayal of characters that happen to live in Chicago, uh, without necessarily trying to cast Southside in some sort of light, whether it be good or bad. You know, it it's just like is. an ignorant show. But the yeah. culture, the way the, some of the characters, the the topics, that's something we can relate to. But it doesn't portray us directly. It's not a direct right. portrayal, so that's right. one of the reasons why I like it so much. So definitely check it out. I think it's on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worst that I had was uh, clickbait. It was on Netflix, and it had a build up, build up, build up, build up, build up, and then when you got to the reason why everything happened, I'm like, this is just dumb. This See is a it. dumb reason <laughs> as to why. This, this whole thing, thing even escalated <laughs> to where it was. This is just stupid. <laughs> so the hook is
0: they got you in the beginning because it was like, oh my God, oh my God. And, and it was like really so good.
1: And everybody, and you suspected everybody. Nobody was excluded. You had to look at everybody, but then the actual people and reasons was like, oh, that's what y'all came up with? All that, that's what y'all came up with. So yeah. that was my worst. And I think, like I said, that's on Netflix.
0: Yep. And I just started Southside and Sergeant Turner is my favorite because she
1: is (laughs)
0: hilarious. So I'm looking forward to getting into uh, finishing season one and getting into season two. All right. My best bench TV show, Ted Lasso. Um, I'd heard so much about it. And then I was like, I don't want to watch this show about some American person going to London to coach a soccer team. That's stupid. I, I, First episode, I was like, okay, I'm locked in. So I think it's, you know, fantastic. I I really enjoyed it. It was one of those shows where, you know, it wasn't one of those that you can I initially was kind of like holding my breath, like waiting for the worst to happen, but it was just so pure and good. Of course it has it like, it's like down moments, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. Cat- like, catastrophic. Like, Right. Like we're used to. You're used to being like traumatized right. by these television shows. And it was just pure and good. And um, you know, you were able to find the the good in in all of it. So that was definitely my um my best. Now my worst is this Jupiter's legacy. So I randomly came upon it. I didn't even realize it was a whole thing until after I started watching it and started, you know, looking at some of the hashtags. Because it's a superhero movie. You know, I'm a Marvel girl. I love superhero movies. I was like, let me get into this. This was the worst. <laughs> I was like, I watched the first episode. I'm like, okay, all right. It, oh, all right. So then I watched the second one. I was like, it has to like get better. It has to like be something. And I think I ended up watching maybe four or five episodes. And I just Mm -hmm. quit. I said, I'm not doing this. This Uh, uh, No, I didn't even watch it. because
1: I I heard it was that bad. And I was like, you know what? I'll take your word for it.
0: Yeah, it was a bad, wait, I'm looking. Yeah, I think I may have gotten four or five. But yeah, I didn't even realize it was based on a a comic book. Um, I was like, okay. I didn't find that out until after. I was like, who came up with this? But Mm -hmm. yeah, the worst don't don't do it to yourself. Okay. Best of worst of movie.
1: All right. So this one is came out today. I haven't watched it yet. Uh but I I've, I've been waiting on this for the longest. So even without watching it is going to be my best of <laughs> 2021, which is uh Matrix uh Resurrection. Basically this is the continuation of the story from, you know, the movies, the Matrix movies that we saw in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it kind of picks up to where, based on the trailers, from basically what I've able to understand, picks up with Neo after he's been reinserted back into the Matrix. So I'm definitely looking forward to that, to how things uh, turn out. You know, of course, if you remember the plot, I mean, I'm not gonna give you the whole plot, but, you know, um, Neo is not the first and only Uh, uh, savior of the Matrix. So it's Mm -hmm. interesting to see what they do after they restart the Matrix all over again. So that's why I'm interested in this one. So I'm already going to give it my best movie of 2021. I haven't watched too many movies, but most of the movies I've watched, just okay, that was entertaining.
0: Mm -hmm. But I'm
1: really looking forward to this one today. I binge watched. Oh, it's
0: just out today, Wednesday.
1: Yeah, it came. Well, yeah, right, right. So if you're listening to this, it's already been been out a couple days. Mm -hmm. But if you're watching this live, it came out this morning. Mm -hmm. Um, I binge watched, just got finished watching the original Matrix and the Reloaded. Just to get So after this taping, I'm going to go get my little exercise in. I'm going to eat my dinner. I'm going to get the kids situated. And then I'm going to watch the uh, Matrix. Revolutions. um, Last yes, one? and Revolution? yes, the last two. Like yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You know what? I kind of liked it uh, because everybody had an important role. I like movies to where no, there's no throwaway characters. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of TV yeah. shows and a lot of movies to where somebody's not really integral to the actual story. I think the fact that everybody played all the characters rather had a role in the uh, third Matrix. Mm-hmm. um that's why i liked it the most yeah. so again like i said i'm i'm gonna binge watch those two together uh later tonight so i'm looking forward to that uh the worst movie was that james bond no time to die i'm not a
0: james um, bond person so i have no i
1: don't yeah I'm it sure. was so predictable it was so predictable um you knew is this what the was one gonna with, happen
0: what's the guy um
1: craig, craig.
0: yes is this his
1: this is his last one okay um so uh spoiler alert he dies <laughs> i mean no time to die with the title you know you kind of figure so that kind of leads me to it was super predictable and then it was even worse in some cases the plot the 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 evil guy the the the, the um uh, the antagonist his reasoning for one to do stuff was dumb and then for him to have once he reveals his plan The plan gets foiled just like that. It's like he didn't even try that hard to try to keep the plan going. He was like, This is my big plan. And then James Bond was like, Yeah, I'm not gonna let you do that. He was like, All right, well, since you ain't gonna let me do that, I'm gonna make your life worse. It's like, what was the plan? Was the plan to actually carry out this grandiose thing? Or was your plan just to make James Bond? Terrible and miserable. You could have just made James Bond miserable. Forget this whole plan thing. Just make his life miserable. You know, so that was why I thought it was the worst. It was just a letdown. You know, me and my wife. This was probably the first movie when my wife went to go watch in theaters since COVID, and to uh, go through all that effort just for it to be a letdown. I was like,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I, yeah, I. I haven't watched Resurrection. I am super excited to watch it. Um, Like I said, I don't know anything about the James Bond, but my best of, maybe because I literally just came from seeing it, um, Spider-Man, No Way From Home, it was so good. Um, And I have it muted When it first came out, I muted every variation of it. (laughs) So I didn't see any Spider-Man, anything on my timeline. I was like, thank you, because I was trying to, it's only, of course, available in theaters. Uh And I was trying to find a time to go where, you know, it was definitely reserved seating. So I kind of see where it was. So then I found a theater not too far from me um, that had like a 10.30 a.m. show. Um, and I was like, okay, I can do that. And I looked and it was pretty empty when I checked that morning, but it doesn't have reclining seats. So I couldn't go there. Um, and so um, I went today um, and I took Aiden um, and we watched it. We did go to Phipps to watch it. Um, and I picked a showing. it was uh, early afternoon. Um, and, you know, it wasn't completely full. Um, there was no one sitting beside me. There was another kid sitting beside him, but for the most part, you know, it wasn't too bad, but you know. that wasn't
1: our experience. I, oh, I should have really? waited until this week. Cause me and my mm-hmm. wife went on Friday. Uh, it, it released last Thursday night. You know, of course everybody see it on Friday. Um, I should have did some pre-planning because kids are on early release And I thought I was going to watch it at, you know, middle of the day during lunch when nobody be around. This theater was packed. I mean, Mm. packed because one, because it was Spider-Man, two, it was opening weekend and Mm. three, the kids were in the high school kids weren't in school. Either Mm. they had early early release or they ditched to go watch Spider-Man and all of them decided to ditch to move to the movie theater that me and my wife went through, so even though you know we got in, I was mad uncomfortable watching the whole thing. To where I, was, you know, I even though I'm trying to eat better, you know, two things I do not turn down: cake and popcorn.
0: <laughs> so
1: got my big tub of popcorn, went in there, it was super packed. So I'm watching the movie take my mask off, <laughs> eat popcorn, put my mask back down. It's just weird, just mad uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That's not how I want to enjoy a movie. So even though I thought it was pretty good, I was mad distracted. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I I wanted to go that opening weekend, but everywhere I looked, it was so packed. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to wait. I was like, I'll wait till next week. I'll go ahead and mute everything. I exercised some patience, which is shocking for me um, that I didn't you know, go out to see it. Um, but I did, and... Even though you know the experience was better, it still were, it, it still was, were people in there. Um, so, but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was a great, it was a great, um, it was a great movie. Um, looking forward to. I think they said they've already started filming Spider Man Four. Um, so, looking forward to that. My worst uh movie is Malcolm and Marie um if you guys remember that it's the one with Zendaya even though I love her and uh John David Washington I've enjoyed him and things that I've seen um it was the writing the the writing was bad the concept was bad and black people are not doing what they had those black people doing in that movie.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> this is another one of those. I'll take your word for it and won't watch it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So um, there was a big uh, Twitter discourse online about it as well, um, and you know I stand Zendaya down, but whew, it was it was not great. So right, <laughs> I like because I think she ensured that a certain percentage were black creators and all that good stuff, love it, love to see it, but the actual content uh-huh. no, no, thank you. I care not to see that, uh-huh. I to and I will never get that time back, so
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> all right, uh, best of worst of viral moment,
1: <laughs> well, it was easy for me, uh. <laughs> Uh, uh, of course, a gorilla glue, gorilla glue girl was my best uh, viral moment because again, I cannot for the life of me <laughs> figure out why on earth was a
0: good idea. <laughs>
1: you thought this was going to be a good idea. So it's one of those things that, as much of a train wreck it was, I mean the the thoughts. And actions that go through people's heads. And then, not only that, but their need to record it forever to live in perpetuity forever is just a phenomenon that I'll never, you know, never understand. So, you add those two up, and then the songs, you know, other than the memes that came up, and then, you know, it's just. I mean, I, was I feel this for year. You, can
0: you believe that that was this year?
1: Right. That was this year. You know, uh, I, I feel bad for her because, you know, if if the newest news is true, the fact that our hair is starting to fall out as a result of all of this, mm-hmm. she you know, know video. right. Even after this surgery that got the glue out of her hair, you know, I, I feel I feel for you. But it's just like dog. I mean, Come on, glue, Gorilla Glue. It's like, just, just that's just a bad idea all the way around. So yeah, you know, and, and she knows- made that a
0: song. And then I think she was like upset that Nicki Minaj. They tried, oh, they tried to get Nicki Minaj to be on the song, and she didn't respond back to them.
1: Right. I mean, come really? on, come oh, on, really? <laughs> you
0: really think you are famous and you are not? You are just a meme. You are just a viral moment. You are not a true celebrity. So whoever is gassing you up to think that that's the case. They are doing you a grave disservice.
1: Right. And then my worst viral moment, again, I'm not a a, a woman, so I, I don't begin to understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the whole understand the assignment thing is the worst because it's like, Can y'all just let it die? And the way it started to where it grew, to where everybody, everybody now is understanding the assignment. You just do anything right or you do anything that deserves some kudos or you do anything, you know, to where it makes sense. And now all of a sudden you she understood the assignment. It just got I just got sick of it. I mean, again, viral things are supposed to permeate everything, but then eventually they go away. You know, it's just like they took that and turned it into a a phrase that I heard all too much. And it's like, I'm tired of, okay, I get it. Kudos to you, but understand the assignment is like, can we let that die already? So that was my worst.
0: And that's what usually happens. It starts off great and then it gets into the wrong hands. It gets co-opted. It gets misused. And it's like, okay, the fun's over. We're yeah. over, we're on to a new thing now, but you're still hanging on to it.
1: Right. <laughs> Let, it go.
0: Let the calm over go. Cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was your that Probably was your worst. My worst. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, my best was the Tabitha Brown Wendy Williams situation mm-hmm. when she so eloquently and lovingly uh, got Wendy Williams together for um, coming at her um, about her retiring her husband. Uh-huh. Um, it was just so chef's kiss, the delivery, the words, the God bless you's, the, you know, I want better for you's. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was lovely. It was one of those, you know, um, clapbacks well, were- that weren't so violent and angry. It was very, it was very unbranded for who Tabitha Brown is. Right. But, and that's what I was going to call.
1: that's what I was going to say. This is the time where most people break character or they break the facade that they have built up. You know, you you know, uh, the way Tabitha, Tabitha Brown started, you know, one could be like, oh, that's just. A all character that honey that baby, she's portraying. baby
0: stuff is is fake, yeah.
1: Right, it's all fake. You know, it's just a character. She probably really don't talk like that. She probably really don't act like that in person. You know, so a situation like this where somebody is coming at you directly, personal attack, which is not beyond Wendy Williams. She does that all the time. Um, but you would think that's one of those cases where she, you know, Tabitha Brown would be, you know, acceptable breaking character. So the fact that she didn't. And she came at her, the you know, kill him with kill him kindly, you know, um, probably just cemented the fact that oh, she is the real deal, and as a result of that, maybe not, not maybe not as a result of that, but after that, then now she's got seasonings and she's got a, a YouTube show and she's got a restaurant, and all of these things happened shortly after. She, uh, like you said, <laughs> got Wendy Williams together, so much so that Wendy Williams, she didn't even have a retort yes. whatsoever. Most Never people squashed. yeah, most people clap back just off principle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the fact that this was so well done, it's like, well, what can you say? Anything yeah. you say is going to make the matter that much worse for you, not for the other person, not because you know two people get into drama, you got two camps. This was clearly one camp. <laughs> Even Wendy Williams uh, fans was like, Yeah, that's not. We're the one. That. Yeah, <laughs>
0: and if she did come back, did you really want to see what she had loaded in this in the chamber after that? Right. I don't, I don't think you want that. I don't right. think you want that. All right. Um, my worst of red flags. Oh god, if I see one more freaking five red flags based on something you don't like. Red flags are not for something that you don't like. That's not what the red flags are for. And that's how people are using them. They're using them not for an actual character flaw or human flaw. They, you know, Brussels sprouts, red flag, red flag. That's (laughs) not what that's for. Just because you don't like it doesn't make it a red flag. Stop, leave it alone. Like I said, with the whole, I understood the assignment. It starts out funny. And entertaining and then it gets into the wrong hands and then people just completely, you know, beat it to death. (laughs) Right. And use it wrong. Right. That's not what it's for. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Next up, best of worst of versus battle.
1: All right. So the best of uh, something more recent. Um, The top high school recruit out of uh, I think he played in Georgia. I think his name is Hunter is his last name. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I
0: said I said quote, I said versus that I meant culture moment.
1: So it yeah, the culture. best of
0: worst of culture moment.
1: Yeah. Uh, so the top high school recruit, he was he verbally committed to Florida State, um, but Deion Sanders, who is now the coach of Jackson State, uh, got the uh, high school recruit to uh, decommit verbally and then actually commit to an HBCU. Uh, we kind of talked about this maybe sometime before earlier in the year. But I think this will probably – this will be – especially if the guy does good and then moves on to the NFL, this will probably be the start of a lot of high school players deciding to take their talents to an HBCU because, number one, if you're good, you're good, no matter where you play at. So, you know, kids going to HBCU may be an extra challenge to where if I can go to an HBCU and then make it to the league – then I must be that good, versus right. some other player going to this high-powered college school, and then they kind of get the 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 get babyed, for lack of a better term, comparatively speaking, right? Mm. Uh, so I think this will be the start. Not it's not going to turn around overnight. It's going to take a couple years for this to be that uh, monumental. But I think this is the start. So that was my big uh, culture moment of the year. Uh, my worst cultural moment. Which is a surprise, but but for different reasons. Uh, Derek Chauvin uh, being found guilty of murder in the murder of George Floyd. Reason why this was the worst was because it shouldn't have took all that. It should have been uh, the thing happened. He immediately was arrested, Mm -hmm. and he was immediately tried and found guilty based on just the way it rolled out. There was no your word against mine there was no you know the tape could have said this and that everybody in real time saw what happened with this but the fact that black folks were still on pins and needles when the trial came up and the fact that people were still kind of like i was one of those people like he might walk because of the way it was big, you,
0: know, you just right. didn't know which way the that- coin was
1: going to flip. And that's why that's why I thought it was the worst culture moment because we were happy and ecstatic because the right thing was done. You know, yeah. the right thing done should just be the right thing, not because there's all this pressure from this community or a lot of it, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, well, what will happen if he's found innocent? They're going to do this and this is going to happen. No, the right thing should be done because the right thing was done. And because, in my opinion, I think maybe the reason why he was found guilty was because they was going to tear the place apart if he was found innocent, you know, which led them. This is just speculation the way they, that led them to find him guilty. That's not the reason why you do it. You're supposed to do it because this was a clear violation of George Floyd's human rights. As a result, he died, and now we're just praying that justice is served. Which, to me, that's not the way it should be done. So that was why this was my worst culture moment.
0: Cool, and I, um, I completely agree. It, it, it shouldn't be that hard. It, it was on video in black and white, and um, it, it shouldn't take all that. Similarly, with the Ahmad Aubrey situation, on video. Broad daylight. It shouldn't have, it shouldn't have, you shouldn't have to be that prepared when Mm -hmm. you have that much, um, you know, physical evidence. So, so yeah. Um, My best of uh, culture moment billion dollar Black VCs and companies. There were a wave of Black startups that hit a $1 billion um, valuation in 2021. Um, Most of them are unicorns. Um, This includes Calendly. They got the biggest valuation at $3 billion this year. Um, I didn't realize this company called Flutterwave. Rihanna's line, Savage by Fenty, it hit a billion dollars this year. Um, Pat McGrath Labs um, hit a billion uh, valuation this year. So it was great to see um, these Black-founded, Black-led companies um, getting that type of valuation. And there are plenty of more companies, especially founded by black and brown people that should be getting that type of valuation, that type of access. So I'm hoping that this is the start of a wave to, to get more, um, uh, black and brown, uh, and women led, um, companies, um, you know, into this, um, into this space as well, because we definitely have the uh, ingenuity and the creativity and the products to do that. So hopefully going into 2022 and beyond, um, we have more companies um, hitting that mark as well. My worst is DEI Broken Promises. If you remember last year, 2020, um, when we saw everything that happened that summer with um, uh, Eric Floyd um, uh, and uh, several other um, uh, Brianna Taylor, um, all these folks um, who uh, were murdered, doing regular things that regular people do, there was a rise in all of these companies, you know, billion dollar companies, million dollar companies. We are putting all of these practices in place. We're going to give all this money to all these minority-led organizations and people. We're going to close these gaps within our organizations. We're going to hire more people. We are going to make um, policy shifts and policy, policy changes. We're just throwing money, throwing money, throwing money at people. And we're going to completely revolutionize it and make a change and make it better for everyone. Here we are at the end of 2021, and there are so many broken promises. There are so many companies still in the same space that they were uh, last year at this time. But at the time, everybody had the black square. All this money was being thrown around. Everybody was giving statements, making statements. And not very many of those promises have come
1: to fruition. Agreed, or just people who's like, Yeah, we ain't talk about that no more.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're off that, or I'm tired of talking about it because mm-hmm. it hurt my feelings, and mm-hmm. you know, it's not my fault, that type of thing. So, yeah, definitely. Okay, um, best of worst of versus battle. All
1: right, all right. So, uh, my favorite one was Red Man and Methaman, uh, probably because they actually were the first, if not the only, uh, versus actually put on an actual show. Sure. Um, they're all shows, they're all performances. But you know, uh, there there really wasn't the 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 versus type tension. Even though mm-hmm. everybody is just you know, nobody's really 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 keeping score. But you know, you can tell people, people are in their own score. camps. Yeah, you know, um, and this just didn't feel like that. You know, they had a good time. You know, they've been partners on a lot of their career. Their most successful uh, uh, songs and albums have been together. So the fact that they were able, and they both still look good, you know, being 50 plus, you know, so uh, for them to get back together. Some
0: of these young kids, they have to breathe in extra hard and they gave you a full show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They gave you a full show. So, you know, that'd be uh, what you would look forward to if they were to go on tour uh, versus some of these other ones. You kind of, they just kind of throw them together. You know, Uh, my worst uh, was the Brandy versus Monica simply because it was just kind of like, it didn't seem like they were into it it was just like a lot of them for the longest their um their careers have been pitted against each other mm-hmm. so you know this was i guess their way not necessarily squash it but to capitalize off of that and they really didn't it was just kind of like eh, you know uh we're, we're sisters we're home girls but you would think that the same attitude for like Redman and Method Man, even though Brandon and Monica didn't, they didn't team up outside of just like one song or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, you would think they themselves, if they decided to combine their powers, you mm-hmm. know, and, you know, this would be a good opportunity for them to launch or relaunch their careers, maybe even together as a group, you know, they kind of just like, yeah, whatever, this is an obligation. I'm here to get the check once get I get the to check I'm out.
0: And I have to say for me, it was more of nostalgia because I definitely, you know, we're all in the same age range. So um, definitely the music of that time, it was very nostalgic of, you know, the way what you were doing at that age growing up, that type of thing. But it definitely was an awkward vibe that was definitely off. Okay. My best was Erykah Badu and Jill Scott. Similar to the Red Man Method Man, it was very, um, like, I love you, sister. I love you, sister. It was very complimentary. Plus, I mean, these two are, you know, legends in the R&B game. So the music uh, was definitely on point. Um, and it, like, again, it was one of those things where it was very, it had a vibe going, and mm-hmm. it was, um, again, very nostalgic and reminiscent. And both of those ladies really, you know, did, uh, you know, they did their thing.
1: And they worked together uh, a lot, considerably. Uh, one of my mm-hmm. favorite movie soundtracks is Dave Chappelle's Block Party,
0: mm-hmm. and both of
1: those both of them are on it. And you know, you can tell there's, you know, they homegirls for yep. real, for yeah. real. <laughs> yeah, unlike the Brandy Monica thing, right? Which are they are not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And my worst of was Bow Wow and Soldier Boy. I think I just age out of that. Um, it wasn't, uh, yeah. And they were really kind of taking it serious, and I was like, "This is not that you've both had your moments, but you're trying to make this a real battle, like battle." And neither That's one of y'all that, that
1: yeah, mm-hmm. right. Which I wish. I wish um uh the creators Timberland and Swiss, Swiss Beats I think they should have done a and maybe they did and the people who were participating just didn't listen to them. <laughs> I wish they would have like really said, "Look, this is a celebration. This mm-hmm. is nostalgia for a lot of people even though it says verses, you're really not competing. We just want y'all to sing the songs that people want to hear. They want to maybe, you know, like how it first kind of started, tell a story, how the song came about, you know, and that sort of, so people can reminisce, you know, and then I don't know if it got lost in translation. I don't know if they were seeing a lot of money from the real people really trying to, you know, go at it. But mm-hmm. I think that kind of got lost in translation specifically, like with the Bow Wow Soldier Boy, Brandy and Monica, the, the, um, uh, uh, the locks and dip set, and then um, the um, uh, triple six mafia and mm-hmm. uh, bone thugs and bone harmony, thugs, yeah. You know, again, that goes back to our drama thing, but this is to me, this is kind of different. I think the most popular ones were the one where it was all love and celebrations, mm-hmm. you know, like the though- Isley
0: brothers and earth, wind, and fire. That was like my. I was kind of going back and forth between those two because that one was really good as well.
1: Mm-hmm, right. You know, I think the more popular ones where it was nostalgic and we got the reminisce and it was Kumbaya, you know, even though the uh, <laughs> Stephanie Mills and uh, Shaka Khan. was a train wreck, you know, yeah, we, nice that right, was even, almost
0: my, that was almost my worst. I was like, I'm not doing the icons like that. I'm right. Even though
1: like the baby face and um Oh Teddy Riley, yeah Teddy Riley. Even though even though those are train wrecks, the 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 atmosphere for them to actually perform, I think people if if it would have went off better, those Mm would probably would have been the best ones. You know, uh, no, well fault to their own, but you know,
0: fault of Teddy Riley, (laughs) right? (laughs)
1: Uh, But again, all that to say, the ones that were to where we were really they're really trying to put on a show, probably the most memorable versus the ones who they were truly battles you know mm-hmm. maybe with the exception of uh the locks and the dip set because a bunch of memes came out of that you know i think that's where yesterday's price fat joe doing the, joe. the yeah he was yesterday's doing the commentary price, after that sure. right right you know um it was kind of like yeah y'all doing we ain't here for that you know just sing the songs let us love them and we know them you
0: know you new yorkers out. we know y'all go yeah. hard like that but can we right. not for one time but i guess i couldn't <laughs> So next up is Best of Worst of Album.
1: All right. So this is a surprise by me. I'm not a Tyler, the Creator fan, um, but his uh, newest album, Call Me If You Get Lost, was probably, as far as hip-hop goes, probably the most complete album to where I would listen to it straight, no skips. Mm. You know, there were a bunch of album, hip-hop albums that came out uh, this, this year. Nas came with one of course kanye west and uh, drake both came out with smash uh albums you know tyler creator you know i'm a new fan uh because of this album got me listening to some of these older albums got me actually listening to some of his performances and he's a character mm-hmm. and i kind of like the fact i kind of like artists who don't take themselves so That's seriously Too
0: seriously
1: yeah and uh, tyler's definitely one of those characters you know and that you know just listen to his album again uh some of the all out of all the other albums i've listened to uh that came out this year uh i can listen to that one straight through no skips you know so that's why i've
0: seen people i've seen people talk about on twitter but Mm -hmm. i never just gotten to it um but i may check it out
1: yeah and then my worst uh was donda by kanye because it just all the songs they it was a one it was a lot of songs and they all kind of bled together. They really didn't. It really wasn't a story. Also, I like albums to where artists can tell a story. It don't necessarily have to be a concept album, mm-hmm. but if you know, I can get a a timeline of kind of like a arc, a beginning arc and an end into an album. Those will... you'll get kudos with me. This was just he was just people just put songs together and they kind of all sounded the same. So that's why I got my worst i mean there was some a lot of hits from it you know a lot of songs that people you know play on their own repeat but straight through no skips i was it was hard it took me a couple of listens to get through this whole album before you know saying okay well, this is this is the the impression i got from it so if it takes that long i'm out
0: <laughs> yeah didn't even attempt to it uh kanye is on my forever
1: forget about uh, it list ish list yeah <laughs>
0: So, yeah, not even. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, no, not my jam.
1: Nowhere. Um, I play I, it in the background while I'm doing something else, <laughs> but that's <laughs> something I'm intently in the car, you know, listening mm-hmm. to, trying to reflect on. <laughs> yep.
0: So, my best of was Hotels from Jasmine Sullivan. It was great to have music from her. Um, her she told a story with Mm -hmm. her album um and of course her talent is just boundless she's so talented um it was just a really great album and uh you know it uh definitely resonated um with the girls so um that was definitely my best of worst of certified lover boy by drake i've tried on several occasions to get through it and I have yet to get through it. Mm-hmm. I've gotten through maybe the front half and then I was like, why am I even listening to this? I'm not <laughs> even going to put my, and there was like, well, you need to listen to Now And I was like, no, no, I think I'm, I think I'm good. And I, I kind of like, i you know, go and listen to a little at the beginning. I was like, no, that's not it. And keep going. The only one that I kind of liked was the way too sexy one because one, it was super popular and I liked the video with it, it was very tongue-in-cheek, very funny. So the video did a lot of the heavy lifting for me for for that song.
1: Yeah, there was a couple of tracks on Drake's album. The first one, the first one, "Champagne Poetry," I think is the one I liked the most. Mm-hmm. And then the one with the track with Jay Z. Outside mm-hmm. of that, I couldn't name. I couldn't yeah. could forget. I couldn't name yeah. another track on there for try. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So uh, the last thing we have in our best of worst of topic for this year is biggest surprise.
1: All right. Uh, So my biggest surprise was the Braves uh, winning the World Series. uh, Came out of nowhere. I really don't follow baseball like that. Mm -hmm. But there are some mainstays when it comes to baseball that, you know, kind of like college football. Mm -hmm. uh, Once these teams get up at the top, it's hard to to uh, dethrone them. So you think of the Yankees, the Dodgers, the the Red Sox, you know, some of these, uh, traditional the Ast-
0: powerhouses.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The Astros, you know, some of these powerhouses that kind of been up there for a while. So, you know, surprise that the Braves actually made it that far. And then actually won the world series was a surprise. You know, I actually watched, which is a big surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> watched like the last two or three, um games of the world series something I hardly ever do you mm. know so I was actually surprised that they actually were able to pull it out um my not not necessarily were surprised but not surprised at all uh, it was a tie between uh COVID numbers going back up because people <laughs> uh we knew that was coming as soon as the numbers started going down people felt more comfortable numbers went back up so that I mean that was predictable And then uh, uh, it was a tie between that and Facebook uh, either uh, self acknowledging or that uh, bombshell whistleblower that actually came through and said Facebook knows that it's being harmful uh, to its um, its uh, its platform being uh, harmful to, you know, either certain aspects, whether it be women, whether it be, you know, uh, different political parties. You know, all that stuff had dropped about them being harmful and they know it. The research is out there. They ones to actually uh, commission the research. And then once the research found out it was terrible, they were like, oh, yeah, thanks. Bye bye. You know, so the fact that Facebook knows that a social media platform is being harmful in many different ways. That's not a surprise at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. So my best of biggest surprise is I don't really have one. Um, I thought about this and I was like, what was a big surprise that was great? I was like, I can't really think of anything <laughs> on the top of my head because this year has literally been a year. So I will piggyback on Brother Tech with the Braves winning the World Series because that literally did come out of left field because I didn't even know they were even in the hunt. Um, right it was one of those things where, wait, what, how did they make it this far? Um, so, and it was definitely, it was great for the city ish. Um, you know, they tried to force the whole Cobb County thing down, you know, people's throats. Um, so um, that was definitely uh, a surprise. And the way they, they did the parade, they were going at regular speed. <laughs> they didn't slow down and let people wave or do anything. Um, but it definitely uh, was a surprise. And um you know, the, the sports teams here, you know, surprisingly, Georgia sports overall is like, wow. Like, is this the right state? Did the curse lift? With,
1: with the exception of the Falcons. With the
0: exception of the Falcons. But <laughs> they tore down Black churches to be their stadium. So, I mean, yeah, I karma. can't you be too surprised, on, right? Sit on them for a while. <laughs> yeah. We had Georgia uh, football team that was number one for the longest time They're in the um, playoff, um, the, the college football playoffs. Um, you know, we had at one, the I think Hawks one,
1: last season, the
0: Hawks last season, they're doing good this season. Um, I think we had one Saturday or Sunday or one weekend where all the Georgia teams won, like even down to, I think the lacrosse or something. So like, it's one of those things where, you know, Georgia sports, um, uh, are kind of winning, which is. Very much a surprise. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um my worst of surprise, um, similar to what Terrence was mentioning about the COVID numbers. But for me, it's one of those things where it is a surprise because we got a vaccine. Even though everybody isn't vaccinated, a large portion of people have at least one dose. Um, So you would think that that would mean something. And we were going into year three of this. And the fact that the numbers now are back to 2020, if not even slightly worse, because this Omicron variant is wild and out out here. It's surprising in the fact that how do we now have the things that we didn't have last year and we're still in the same position it seems as if it didn't really it helped well, but uh, it-
1: people people don't like be t- being told what to do so telling people there's a ma- uh, vaccine mandate, mandate maybe force people not to get it um people don't like being told where they can and can't go so vaccine or not whether you didn't have the vaccine or actually did have the vaccine and uh for example if you took the vaccine i think that gave a lot of people the uh, go ahead To do everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, well, as long as I got my mask on, I can go everywhere. And then, you know, which is not a surprise to anybody, that was never promised that if you got the COVID vaccination, you wouldn't get COVID anymore. But people didn't hear that. They heard, I got a vaccine. So now I can go all the places, do all the things. And surprise, you got COVID. Now you're not going to, your effects are going to be less, and there's a greater chance you won't die but you still get COVID and that still runs the numbers up. You know, a lot of us think that, okay, well the unvaccinated are the ones that's the reason why all this is happening. No, not really. People who are getting vaccinated are contributing. If you're not getting affected directly, you're passing it on to other people. Because again, like I mentioned before, nobody likes being told what to do. And when you tell somebody they can't go somewhere, they're going to want to go that much more. So I think in my opinion, those couple reasons why the numbers are even higher because and then like you mentioned now we can do everything now we can go to sporting events now we can travel more places now we can eat at more places and we're not going back we're not going back on lockdown so i think people are like well no
0: matter how it bad is it is it
1: is what it is i'm just going to no. go live my life and that's why the numbers are going back up
0: all right. Um that is it for the final episode of the Snowboy show for 2021. Um we thank y'all for rocking with us all year. We hope that you have a safe and um happy holiday with your families. As we wrap up the show, definitely uh, don't forget to download, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can definitely hit us up and interact with us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at West. especially since we will be taking our end-of-the-year hiatus, and I know that there's going to be things that keep going, so definitely hit us up on social media. You can also watch us on YouTube. Uh, Our YouTube channel is at West. definitely like and subscribe to get those notifications when we drop new content you can also leave us any comments or suggestions on our website snobowestcast.com or in our email which is snobowestcast at gmail.com you can also join our chat community by going to our website we have the link to our discord chat on our website you can also support our show financially through patreon by going to patreon.com slash we have two tiers that give you access to exclusive content. Uh, uh, to exclusive content, It gives you access to um, live show early and for our second tier, our $5 a month tier, you get access to our exclusive content, access to our live show taping, audio feed, um, exclusive content early and access to our special, very special snobbish chat inside of our Discord community. If you uh, want to give us a little Christmas present, New Year's present, Terrence birthday present, you can head on over to paypal.me uh, slash West to drop us off a little offer. Again, thank you for listening and rocking with us. We hope you have a most happy, wonderful, safe Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, winter solstice, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, we are celebrating uh, right along with you and we hope that you have a fantastic one. We'll see you next year. Peace. Bye, everybody.